Well, good afternoon, good evening, everyone, wherever you are listening, I just want to say welcome back and thank you for tuning in to the We Shall Not Sleep podcast. Happy Wednesday to everyone, uh, halfway through the working week for most of us out there. And boy, it was a busy one. And, uh, you know, it's funny, um, as I was going over my notes for today, uh, it's amazing how, how time uh, just seems to dissipate sometimes when you're incredibly busy, and that's how my day was today. And uh, I have uh, I've been preparing a lot here for this tough mutter um, on Saturday with my cousin. That I've just I've, it seems it's that time has just completely accelerated when you're just focused on something and you're you're just doing the day to day. So um, this uh, Wednesday just completely snuck up on me. So thank you everyone for bearing with me. I've been doing a lot of golfing, a lot of running, uh, a lot of different other training exercises. Um, haven't been as disciplined with my carb intake because I'm going to uh, completely uh, you know, dissipate a lot of that here <laughs> this Saturday. Just a little bit of a life update. Um, there's going to be some other changes potentially coming to the channel, other guests that I want to have on here uh, shortly. And I think it's going to be interesting. It's going to We're going to go a little bit different direction uh, than, what, what I, the, than what I've done in the past. And I'm curious to see what that will do. So uh, anyway, uh, I know you guys are always down for, for some new things. But uh, recently here, my friend Adam from our D group and who has been on this podcast before, he recommended a book called The Imitation of Christ, which are the private writings of Thomas Akempis, that 14th century theologian. And I was just reading the first part of it last night, and he has a little bit of an entry that I thought was pretty amazing because not only does it lend to some of the things that I think are important today, but it's something that you know I look at and I look back upon you know my my life. It's kind of it speaks to this fact that you know he he growing up in basically the shadow of like Aquinas, for example, who you know his wrote his Summa Theologica was you know thousands of pages, you know, very much a scholastic influence. You know, he's growing up in the shadow of those type of guys. And he takes a completely different approach when he's at his monastery. And it's just more, he's more interested in being able to practice the faith than to be able to use the tools of rhetoric to win a debate. And so for him, it was much more about walking the walk, not necessarily about talking the talk or making yourself look good in front of other people. Because otherwise, what are you doing? Like, if it doesn't, if theology doesn't move you to personal holiness, then what good is it? That's kind of his main thesis throughout the entire entire work. And it's a reminder to the rest of us. It's a question I have today is how much or how how much worth is your faith? If you were to like put it down, is your is your faith worth anything? Because what we're told is that, you know, faith without works is dead. It's the writer of James. And in particular, it's it's very it can be very self-evident when it comes to what we think, what we what we say, but does it does it actually mean anything? I mean, this is exactly what James says in, in James chapter one, verse 19. He says, My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry, because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. That's something I can learn on the golf course. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. 
Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever intently looks into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. Those who consider themselves religious and yet do not keep a tight rein on their tongues deceive themselves, and the religion is worthless. Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless as this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. So this idea of like, just be careful about what you say. Be careful on what you do. Later on in chapter 2, he says, starting at verse 14, What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save them? Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, Go in peace and keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. So that is kind of like the, the whole spiritual and, and biblical undercurrent of what Thomas writes. And, and it's something that speaks to us today. Very, very relevant. How much is your faith worth? Is it just full of bloat and talk? Or do you actually have works to back it up? The, these are the questions that you know I've been asking myself, even as a pastor. I, I spoke last week about feeling somewhat fraudulent. I actually talked about it on Sunday morning, this past Sunday, a few days ago, about you know accepting a new contract, going into a new year, fiscally with, with our church starting on July 1, is still feeling like a fraud in a way, like that I'm somehow cheating the system. Didn't go to seminary. Small church asked for me. They, they pay me a part-time salary, which is more than generous. And I feel like I'm getting away with something at some point. Yeah, I know that's not true. But still, I have to think, is what I'm doing worth it? Is it actually going to be perceived that way? Am I making a difference? Is my faith actually being lived out? Or am I just a good talker? And I think that's one of the biggest dangers of the American church is that there's no action. And one of the things that I feel burdened for are all the nursing homes. You know, adult living, adult care living facility or assistant living facility I know there's a lot that goes into this, but I, I'd like to think that the disciples would be appalled by how we treat our elderly in this nation. It's almost as if we ship them away to this facility so they could take care of us. So when I and, and that's not a that's not me misspeaking, so they can take care of us by taking care of our loved ones. And I know it's a burden. I know it's hard. I've I've watched family members take care of other family members with dementia. Probably the most sadistic where you lose control of your mind i understand there's severe handicapped disabled people due to injury and other things and because our culture basically forces us into it because of jobs and costs and everything it's just it's just one of those things that i've i've buried a couple people here in this last year and i've seen the family as a whole, come together to take care of the loved one. Constant rotating shift schedules. Like, that's what their life became. And you saw what their actions were. You saw what they were willing to do for their loved one. What an amazing thing. And and this is where 
I think we've we've missed a huge opportunity in, in our country, it really, truly, to back up what we say, to live out the faith, to be people of action, not just people of words, because everyone's good at talking for the most part, talking up a big game, doing stuff like that, but very rarely are we of the type of people that really and truly mean and do what we say. And I, there's a lot of people in my life, though, that I know and are very fortunate, and part of it's my church. I have to brag at my church. These people who have been alive longer than almost three times as long as I have and are still walking with the Lord, still doing things, uh, and the amount of wisdom, again, there, I've talked about it all the time, but it's true it's because there, there's something real. When times get tough, what is our faith worth? And even on this podcast, if I don't do what I at least say to you guys, or at least try, then this microphone's useless. And I really should just stop, honestly, if I'm not willing to at least try to implement the things. And that doesn't mean we're going to bat for a thousand. Holiness is a process. Constantly being conformed and consecrated to the Lord, it's, it's a shaping, it's a molding. Some people get molded really quickly and the rest of their life is done. Some, other, some of the rest of us are rather stubborn and it takes some time. But just something to be mindful of tonight, guys. I really appreciate your attention on this. I also appreciate so much your your willingness to, to be patient with this podcast. I know my life has gotten crazier and crazier, uh, so I want to be mindful. I don't want to waste your time. I certainly don't want to give like my last bits because I still have things to say that I believe um, should be beneficial for everybody, hopefully, speaking from the heart and where God's been leading me. Hopefully, it's, it's helped you for the few listeners that are out there. Uh, and uh, please continue to spread the word. I think there's some exciting things coming. I've been promising it for a long time now, but I wouldn't be promising it if it weren't going to come true. It just takes a lot of logistics. So continue to connect with us, share all our stuff on social media, Facebook, our YouTube channel where we're hosted. Thank you to SoundCloud that hosts all of this for the, all, the, all the feeds. I appreciate you guys so much. Happy hump day to you. May God bless you. May God keep you.